God, we bless your name and worship you. Thank you for all you do, all you have done, and all you will do in our lives. We bless you and magnify your name. We pray that you speak your word to each and every one of us. May it not be of the letter, but may it be of the spirit of God. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. And the saints said, Amen. God bless you all. You are welcome to Christ Revealed International Church. Hallelujah. And we are going to continue our message on how to maintain your position. Hallelujah. How to maintain your position. Now, someone will ask, what position? There are many positions people have. People have very high positions at work. Hallelujah. Their bosses are close to them or their, their bosses uh, see them fit to have certain positions. Sometimes positions come about not per se because of what you do, but because of how favored you are with the boss. Maybe the boss just favors you. Hallelujah. But we are talking about how to maintain your position with God. How to maintain your position of relevance with God. Hallelujah. And we said that there are different ways to maintain your position. Because our position is very important. Then we gave the example of the apostles. There were, in fact, 70 uh, uh, disciples sent out. Hallelujah. There were many people who were working with Jesus. And yet Jesus chose 12. Hallelujah. After choosing 12, he also had three he separated. <clears throat> Usually Jesus will separate Peter, James, and John. Hallelujah. You see many times that when Jesus is doing certain very important things, let's give some examples. The Mount of Transfiguration. Who did Jesus go with? Peter, James, and John. When Jesus was going to raise Jairus' daughter from the dead, who did he go with? Peter, James, and John. When Jesus was at the Garden of Gethsemane, he went with his disciples. Then he said to Peter, James, and John, let's go yonder. Let's move a bit further. Let's go. I want to take just the three of you further away. And then after that, he separated from them. Hallelujah. So it is very, very important for us to understand that there are positions. The Bible calls David the king the firstborn of all the kings of the earth. Meaning that David the king was the first ranking. He was the number one. He was the highest and the, 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 so far as God was concerned, the first ranking king over all the kings in the earth. That was David. Hallelujah. So it's very, very important for us to know that there are positions. That's why God said, David was a man after my own heart who would fulfill all my will. Amen. So we began to talk last week about how to maintain your position. We said that the first way to maintain our position with God was to have faith in God. Hallelujah. We said that it's very clear that the arm of flesh will fail you. Amen. The arm of flesh will fail you and I. If we trust in man, we will be ashamed. The Bible says that whoever puts their trust, curse is the one who puts his trust in man. Think about it. The Bible says that, look, Flesh by strength shall no flesh prevail. So it is very, very important for us to know that our strength and our source of strength must come only from the Lord. And we read from Second Samuel chapter 22 and verse 29. Hallelujah. This week would, would survive without uh, projection till next we God willing. Second Samuel chapter 22, we'll read from verse 29. Hallelujah. The Bible says, For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop. By my God have I leaped over a wall. You will clearly see that the, the, see, God is the one, that the source of strength was God. So when he leaped over a wall, he knew it was God who was doing that. Many people try to put their, 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 their hope in man. Let me put my hopes in the doctors. Let me put my hope in my boss. Let me put my hope and my, 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 my source of strength in somebody else. No. 
The Bible says, by, by flesh, shall, by strength shall no flesh prevail. So it means that you and I must know that our source and our strength comes from God. Amen. That's why Nebuchadnezzar, at the end of the day, he was able to conclude that the most high God reigneth in the kingdom of men and is able to do as he wills with people. Amen. The second way to maintain our position. So we said that the first is to have faith in God. When you have faith in God, you please God. Hallelujah. And when you please God, when anyone you please, they want you to be close to them. When you please someone, you are close to that person. Hallelujah. We give the example of Abraham who had faith in God and because of that he became the friend of God. Hallelujah. Anytime you have faith in God, you distinguish yourself from those who don't have faith in God. Hallelujah. So we talked a bit about that. We talked about the fact that faith, by faith, people obtained the good report. Let's, let's, go, let's quickly go into it. Let's continue. Look, look, like, look at Hebrews chapter 11. From verse 1, then we'll, go to, uh, then we'll go to the second point. Hebrews 11, 1, by faith, noun faith. When we talk about faith, noun faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we know that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By faith, Enoch was translated because God took him. And he had this translation, or he had this testimony that he pleased God. So, by faith, Enoch walked with God and was not. God took him. By faith, Enoch walked with God and God took him. Because he had the testimony that he pleased God. So these were people who were distinguished amongst all the other people around because of their faith in God. But, by faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because the one who comes to God must believe that God is. That one, even the devils believe that. So it's not good enough to believe that God is. Anyone can believe that God is. James chapter 2 says, even the devils believe and tremble. But the end part is where when you join the before the end and after the end, that's where you get the, 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 the blessing. So, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, condition one. Condition two, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you and I must believe that when we diligently seek God, God will be pleased with us and our position will be maintained with God. Can I have an amen? amen? Number two, stay close to God. The second was to stay close to God. Then we read from James chapter 4, verse 8. Draw nigh to me. Oh, hallelujah. Draw nigh to me. God is saying, you make the first step. Take the first step. Draw near to me and I will draw near to me, you. So the first step is for us to draw near to God. When we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. Then he says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So God wants us to, to remove ourselves from sin and to purify our hearts. But the key is draw near. So God wants you and I to make the first step to draw near to him. When we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. He will not force us. God cannot force us. God cannot force us to do what we don't want to do. God has given us all free will. If he didn't, all of us would be saved by now because he would force us to be saved. But God has given all of us free will to do whatever we want. So he says, I want you. I want to be close to you. But you need to take the first step to draw near. When you draw near, I'll draw near because I'm not going to force you. Hallelujah. And then uh, uh, Psalm 65 verse 4, Jesus, uh, the Bible says, in Psalm 65, verse 4. Blessed is the man, therefore woman, whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may be satisfied in thy courts, even thy holy temple. Oh, hallelujah. So God is saying that the one whom God chooses and causes to approach unto him is blessed. 
who hallelujah to Jesus. That person is blessed. Why is that person blessed? Because that person is going to be satisfied. Who hallelujah. I said that person is going to be satisfied. Not going to be satisfied with just spiritual things, but good things. God will satisfy our soul with good things when we draw near to him. The Bible says, my, for my, the goodness, my, my goodness is to draw near to God. For, 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 for to draw near to God is for my good. It, it is beneficial for you to draw near to God. Ajin, I said, it is beneficial for you to draw near to God. It is beneficial for me to draw near to God. Because the closer I am to God, the more satisfied I'll be. Glory to God the more satisfied I'll be. I'll be satisfied with good things. Amen. So we talked about that last week. Now the question is, how do you draw near to God? How do you, how, how do you and I draw near to God? Amen. And I'm at the force. How, how, do you, how, how do you draw near to God? You draw near... <laughs> You draw near to God by the word. That's number one. You draw near to God by the word. Look at John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So in the beginning, in the distant past, Anyway, I won't say too much about it. We talked about it last week. But in the distant past, in the beginning, there was a word. And that word was with God and besides God and equal, co-equal with God. And that word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. All things were made by him and without him was not made anything that was made. You are talking about the word. Right now, there's a word. And without him, that word, which is now personified, there was nothing made that was made. In him, the word. So now they are, call, they are now calling a word him. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Then we go to verse 12. And as many as received him, the word, to them gave he the power or the privilege or the right to become the sons of God. To become the children of God. To as many as believed in his name. Not of the flesh or of the will of man, but of the will of God. Verse 14. And the word became flesh. Who glory to God. Now it explains who the word is. And the word became flesh and dwelt or tabernacled among us. That word became flesh. Ooh, hallelujah. And that word is Jesus. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The only begotten of the father. Full of grace and truth. So when we have that word. Who is Jesus? The more of the word we have, the more of Jesus we have. Now, if you have Jesus, your, your position is maintained because he's in you. Who? Hallelujah. He's in you. Jesus Christ. So, 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 you maintain your position by being in the word. You maintain your position by being secure in the word. How many are forcing to do what they need to do? How many are going to be in the word? The word of God we talked about is very, very important. Without the word, we cannot be close to God. Some people feel that my problem is too big. I need deliverance. There are times you need deliverance, but even with deliverance, you need a word. Some people say, uh, you see, let me, there's, there's a man of God, Kenneth Hagen who was having different services. Get free services. You pray on people, people will fly. <laughs> then, you get, get loose services. People will somersault. <laughs> get free all these services and the manifestations, the power of God will be flowing. But the people were still in their problems. The people were still suffering. The people were still going through all the difficulties they were going through. 
Then Kenneth Higgins prayed to God, God, why? Why is it that with all these manifestations, the power of God is physical, is present. We can see it. We can see the results of it. Why is it that with all the, the results, people are still in their problems? Do you know what he said? He said, people are trying to use prayer to do what only the word can do. People are trying to use prayer to do what only the word can do. The word of God keeps you in a position of prominence. The word of God keeps you in a place of blessing. The word of God protects us, delivers us, and keeps us from sin and everything. No wonder the, the, the psalmist David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. You can pray for 10,000 hours, but if you, are, no, you don't have the word in you, you can sin easily. But when the word is in you, it's difficult to sin. It's difficult to continue sinning. You stop at the point. The word. Maintaining our position with the word. We said a lot about it last week. Now let's continue. Number three. How do you maintain your position? Number three. Let's look at Luke or Lucas chapter 5, verse 16. You know Lucas? Spanish for Luke. When we're having crusades in South America, I've heard Lucas so many times that now it's almost second. Hallelujah. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Hallelujah. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Never leave the place of prayer. That's number three. Never leave the place of what? Prayer. Let's look at Mark chapter 1 verse 35. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. The Bible says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Some people have rewritten the scripture to say, And in the morning, rising up a few minutes before work, he went out and departed into the living room and prayed there for two minutes. Or some will say, he went to the prayer meeting. Yes, the prayer meetings are important. Very, very important. Because they have corporate prayer that releases power. You see in Acts chapter 2 or Acts chapter 1, it was when they were in the upper room that power was released. In fact, corporate prayer releases so much power that angels can be dispatched. Like angels were dispatched to meet Peter. But there's also a great while before the he went to a solitary, quiet place. And at the quiet place, he prayed. At the place. That's why it's specific. And there prayed. There. He prayed there. Hallelujah. Many people are very good at having prayer. I mean, after a prayer meeting, oh, you see me there, I'll pray. I'll pray for two hours. But when it's myself, even 10 minutes, it'll be a struggle. Don't shout me down. I'm preaching good here. Hallelujah. When it, is a, when it is a prayer meeting, it's easier. And prayer meetings have their place. But when you are close to God, you realize that you need to spend time alone with God. The ones who are closest to God are the ones who spend time. When you want to maintain your intimacy and your closeness to God, it is in your quiet time. It is in your prayer time. Am I preaching to somebody? When you want to fight, you want to take territories, you want to, you, you want to overcome things, you want to get, get God to do things for you, you go to prayer meetings. That, that one there, you, you go, corporate prayer, angels will be released. But it doesn't mean you are close to God. The ones who are close, you realize that Peter, James, John, they were so close to Jesus that they separated themselves and spent more time with Jesus. When you and I are praying, we are talking to God. You see, the person who prays distinguishes themselves from those who don't pray. Am I preaching to someone? The Bible says that Moses went up to the mount. 
into the darkness, into the top of the mount, and he, he, that's where he had his quiet time. That's where he, he communed with God. That's where he was able to speak to God, mouth to mouth and face to face. That's where he saw the feet of God, of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. And rising up a great while before day, and that word great while is, is at dawn or daybreak watch. That great while before day, dawn. Now let's turn to Lucas. Lucas chapter 6, verse 12. Lucas. Or the English people say Luke. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. You, you see, if God himself, you are not talking about an angel. If God himself, the second person of the Godhead, the one who has always existed, the one who is equal, co-equal, co-eternal with the Father, that one, Jesus Christ, when he came to the earth, he was totally dependent on his father and needed to pray. If the creator of the universe who had so much power, the Bible says he had the spirit without measure. If he could pray, he needed to pray. What about you and I? If he needed to pray all night, what about you? Who is in, you are in school. You need to even pray more. <laughs> I said you need to pray more, my sister. Because you are in school. And we know what happens in school. There are all sorts of things that happen in school. You've got studies. You've got this. You've got this. You've got that. You've got different things. Guys chasing you. All these things. But you got to pray. I said you got to pray. I said you got to pray. I said you got to pray. Because when you pray, you distinguish yourself from others. And you become closer to God. Hallelujah. Let God know your voice. You and I must get to the point that God knows our voice. God, you see, when you speak to someone for a long time, anytime you keep speaking to someone, they know your voice. They know your voice. If, 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 if uh, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Titi, boy, she's my daughter, so it's automatic. If I'm talking to uh, uh, Etta, and I talk, 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 talk. At a point, when she says hello, I'll, I'll know, oh, it's Etta. When she calls me, oh, hello, I'll, I'll say, oh, no, this is Etta. Hallelujah. But if we hardly talk, who is this, please? Oh, you don't know who it is? Oh, who, who is it? Oh, no, do you tell me? Ah. I'm offended. You don't know who it is. I've, I've, how many have had that happen to them before? Ah, you don't know who it is. Wow, I'm, off, I'm, I'm really hurt. They didn't mention their names. Oh, sorry. But if we kept on talking many times, talking over and over and over and over again, it would be easier. So God needs to know my voice. Fellowship is maintained with God by constant conversation. I get to know you when you speak to me. You get to know me when I speak to you. When I'm close to you, I don't need to struggle to say something to you. We will, it, will be, it will be effortless. There will be no effort. The question is when we are praying to God, how much effort is it? I'm not talking about time. We need to make the time. But after making the time, how easy is it, is it to find things to say? Because God is watching for that. Those people who I talk to regularly, their position is maintained versus people I hardly talk to. That's why I always used to encourage people, please be talking to me regularly. Because... It is automatic. Not just me, but anyone else. Am I preaching to somebody? Because the more you speak to someone, the more your position is maintained. Because the closer you get, the more they know you. The more you are acquainted with each other. 
And sometimes you have to push. Sometimes you have to push. Sometimes you have to push. The Bible says that, look, it is those, God said, it is those who seek for me with all their hearts who will find me. So sometimes it is the, it's not the casual browser, but it's the one who is seeking, who is pushing, who is seeking, who is stretching, who is trying, finding every means. Because God is the God who hides himself. He hides himself, and that's why, because it is, it is, it is the people who seek hard who find him. And you seek hard by prayer. You enter into your closet and say, God, I'm looking for you. I'm calling for you. God, speak to me. God, I, I, I want to talk to you. I want your presence. If his presence doesn't come, you say, no problem, Lord. Tomorrow you see me. I'm, I'll, I'll be back. You don't see, tomorrow it doesn't happen. You, I'll be back. I'll be back. Because I need your presence. I need you. I need you. What is it that you are looking for from God? You can pray and pray and pray till God gives it to you. Am I preaching to someone? And when you are that kind of person, you distinguish yourself to become great in the sight of God. Psalm 91. And he will set you securely on high. Not on high, but securely on high. Or am I preaching to someone? Look at Daniel. Daniel was great. Most people in the Bible, in fact, most people around, they are usually great in one era. One era. But Daniel, 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 he was great in three separate regimes. The first world empire was which one? The Babylonian Empire by Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel was second. Second to the emperor, to the, 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 the leader, to Nebuchadnezzar. And then for a short time, Daniel became second. You can say third, but second in that area to Belshazzar. Now the enemy, Cyrus the Persian, or, or, or the Medes and the Persians came together. This history, but the Medes, there's a saying in history, there was the Babylonians. And then the second regime was the Babylonians again. And then the Medes and the Persians combined forces and then climbed the wall and killed and destroyed Belshazzar and his people and took over Babylon. Now, when the enemy takes over a place, they kill all the leaders, all the people in the cabinet. But even though Daniel was one of the great leaders, Daniel was taken. Because of the excellent spirit he had, because God was with him, Daniel was taken. And then he was, he, he was part of the 120 princes that governed the Persian Empire. 120 princes that governed the Persian Empire. Daniel was one of them the, from the enemy camp. And then there were three presidents that governed the 120 president. I mean, 120 princes. There were three presidents. And Daniel was number one. Now, what made Daniel so great that anywhere he was, he was top? Because Daniel was a lay pastor. Dan Daniel was a lay pastor. Daniel was not a full-time pastor because he was a prophet and he was a prime minister. Hallelujah. What made Daniel so important that even when the, some of the three presidents wanted to kill him and he was thrown into the den of lions, the Bible says an angel came to close them, their mouths. What made Daniel that way? The Bible says Daniel prayed three times a day. Don't shut me down now. So Daniel did not lose his place of prayer. I told you that you have to switch my side. I always tell you, just say it. Hallelujah. Thank you. Daniel, three times, three times a day, he prayed. 
And because he prayed three times a day, God blessed him. God elevated him. There was a time that he was told, don't pray to anyone for some time. Otherwise, you die. Daniel still prayed. Because Daniel knew that the source of his power, his protection, his strength, his promotion was God. And that came through his prayer. So many people make the mistake of getting so busy. God has promoted you. You've been promoted. You are doing well. And because you are doing well and you are very busy, you stop praying. And that is where the devil, that's where the devil wants us to be. Because then we are shifting from our position. Our, the prayer is what has taken us somewhere. God has seen our efforts. God has seen that we are diligently seeking him. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards him. So God sees the effort. God sees it and God is pleased and God promotes. The same prayer that caused God to promote you. When you are promoted and you are doing well and you become busy, then you say to God that, you know what, I'm busy. I'm a busy man. I'm a busy woman. So I don't have much time to pray. You have to understand, Lord. You have to understand. I was praying an hour a day. And yes, now I only pray for five minutes a day or 15 minutes a day. And only weekends I can pray for an hour a day because I'm a busy person. Oh, really? Really? That's how God sees it. And many people make that mistake. And stop praying. Rather, God wants us to continue praying. If anything must give way, it must be the, 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 that blessing. No, God will never give you a blessing to take you away from him. God will want you to fight and keep the blessing, but maintain your position. But if that blessing, some, some blessings are for a season because you are moving to the next level. If he, he promotes you here, is, that, is, is, is A where you want to be forever? When God has Z, God has 10, and you've been promoted to 2, and you say that's enough. Hallelujah, I rejoice. I'm on 2. No. God might want you to maintain your prayer and move to 3, move to 4, move to 5, move to 8, move to 9, move to 10. But that comes by maintaining your stand maintaining your position in prayer hallelujah look at Ephesians chapter 6 you see that everything is wrapped up with prayer Ephesians 6 10 to 18 finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil hallelujah Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Let's start again. Are we or do we have our Bibles? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And having done all to stand, Stand therefore, having your loins get about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and put on the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Then verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication with the spirit. Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So you see that after putting on the whole armor of God. Everything is sealed and wrapped up and tied suddenly together by prayer. Praying always with all prayer. And supplication, endless entreaties with thanksgiving, all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for your family members, 
for your friends. For all saints. For all saints. For all of them. How many are going to do that from now on? For all saints. For all saints. For all saints. For all saints. Hallelujah. So help me God. God wants to hear our voices and to elevate us. And to elevate us. And to elevate us. When you and I hear from heaven, we must be sure and know that it will come to pass just waiting for our time. You see, when we have a position with someone and we, ask, we, we, we have their audience and most likely what we want we will get. How many know maybe you are very close to someone or rather you want to miss a very high person, maybe a president or a, a certain you know, person, you want to meet them. You don't know how to meet them. You don't know how you are going to meet them. Or you want them to do something for you. What will you do? Usually you go to someone close to them. When you meet a person close to them, you tell the person that, look, can you ask this leader to do this for, 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 for me? And usually you'll get an answer. What do you think? If I'm close to a certain leader, anything I want from that leader, most likely he'll give it to me, unless it's a very some way thing. In the same way, when you and I are close to God, whatever we ask God, he will give us. And also, when we ask God for something for other people, he will give it to them. That's why sometimes people ask pastors to pray for them. Not because, per se, the pastor is, is, yeah, of course, the pastor has a place, but you can have a member who is so close to God, much closer to God than the pastor, because that person is always in communion with God. So, God will hear that person even faster than the pastor. <clears throat> but the key is not who it is, but the, the, the position the person has with God. That is what determines. So it's good to ask people to pray for you. It's more effective when the person has a certain position with God. That's why the Bible says Samuel, God said to Sam, God said that God, God made sure that Samuel's words did not fall to the ground. Meaning that whatever Samuel said, whatever prophecy he gave, God made sure that it happened. If God, God made sure that his words will not fall to the ground, meaning that his words will not, you will not say a word of prophecy and it will not happen. How to maintain your position with God? I don't know I'm preaching to somebody here. So it's very, very important for us to be so close to God that when we speak to God, we are confident. Look at 1 John chapter 5. Let's look at verse 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him. No, if, I, if we ask God anything according to his will, he hears us. So now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask him anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired of him. Did you get that? The confidence that we have in him is that if we ask him, the ones who are close to him, anything according to his will, he will hear us. And if we know that he hears us, we should be confident and know that he would give us or grant us the petitions that we have desired of him. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. It means that if I'm close to God, and I know his word. How do you get close to God? We said it before. That, that's why this is the third point. We are close to God when we know him. When we know his word. Hallelujah. We are close to him when we know him. And we know his word. So if we know his word and his word is in us. Then we know his will. Because the will of God is the word of God. Who glory to God. Did you hear that? I said the will of God is the word of God. So if we have his will. If we have his word, then 
when we ask him anything according to his will or his word which we know already then we will have confidence towards God and anything we ask him he will give it to us he will do for us because we, he hears us because of how close he, we are to him I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying I think we can just wait till next week so I'm not distracted hallelujah it's okay good effort amen so very very important for confidence confidence in god how many are going to have confidence in god but that comes through the word the word the word the word of god hallelujah the word of god then when you pray to him you see there's a difference between someone who prays without the word and someone who prays with the word shall i repeat it again I think you want me to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you pray to God without the word, you are different from someone who prays to God with the word. Oh, Father God, I pray. I'm afraid of doing this good thing. I'm afraid. Please help me. Oh, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's powerful. It's a prayer. It will work. But you are different from someone who says, Father God, your word says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God hath not given me the spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. And, oh God, I use that word, and I stand my ground, and, oh God, I pray in Jesus' name that I will not fear. Or, I rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name, I am not going to fear. Because God says in 2 Timothy 1.7, that God has not given me the spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. And I use my rights in Jesus' name, and I you our spirit of fear. That's different from saying, I cast you our spirit of fear in Jesus' name. One is, I cast you our spirit of fear in Jesus' name. Yes, you've done well. Most likely to go. The verses, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 7 that God has not given me the spirit of fear, but power, loving of a sound mind. And in the name of Jesus, I cast you out in Jesus' name. Two separate prayers, or rather, two separate confessions, or two separate demands. Which one do you think will have more power? The one with the word. But you can be confident to do that because you are in a position with God. Through the word. Through prayer. I don't know that I'm speaking to somebody here. Look at Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8 as we wrap up this point. How to maintain your position with God. One is what? Have faith in God. Two, stay close to God. Three, never leave your place of prayer, no matter what. No matter what. Jesus never left his place of prayer. Now Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8, shows us a demonstration of faith which will cause us to please God, which will cause God to secure our position. Because faith makes God pleased with us. And if God is pleased with us, our position will be maintained. Is that clear? That if I'm happy with someone, I keep them closer. God was happy with David. He kept David closer. God was happy with Abraham. So he kept Abraham close and called Abraham my friend. Lucas 18, 1 to 8. And he spake this parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. So Jesus spoke a parable to them and to all of us. To this end, or for this reason, to encourage us to always pray and not to faint in our prayer, not to give up in prayer, not to, to give up on praying and not to give up on what we are praying about. Very important. Am I preaching to somebody? Then he gave the example of an unrighteous judge who did not fear God nor regard man. And a certain widow came to him troubling him continually for vengeance if he can avenge her of her adversary. But this unrighteous judge because he did not fear God I don't fear God so this widow I don't fear God, so I can do anything I want. 
and I decide that I'm not going to regard her state. I'm not going to even look at her because I don't have anyone to account to. And I don't regard man, especially a widow. Brush her off. So, even though, so he did not regard her or did not see to her, but the widow continued to come day after day after day after day. And I've always used this example of these two kids. Now, they are different now. They are always trying to do their own thing. But in the past, when I'm praying in my room, these two will knock on the door. They want to see me. And I'll ignore them. Leave me alone. I'm praying. Leave me alone. I'm praying. Then, I'll see movement under the door. What is going on? I open the door and they are lying on the floor. And they say, look, for me, we want to be where you are. What will happen? The father, I mean, a father's heart, come inside. <laughs> you let them come. Just stay and be quiet and pray. There are times too that they want something from me. And I tell them that this thing, I won't give it to you today or tomorrow. It's not happening. Then this guy used to do it more than just be bending. 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 I hope you are capturing everything as you are there. Bending. Bending. Then I'll ask, what is going on? Oh, nothing. But bending. Bending. Now, I knew why he was bending and moving around to wear me out. Do you understand? Because give me this uh, uh, $20. No, I'm not giving it to you. But as you keep bending like this, at a point I'll be tired of seeing you. Just you, What is it? Oh, nothing. So I give him the money. So God is saying that the unrighteous judge, even though he did not plan to see to her, because she kept on coming day after day after day after day, the Bible says that it wore him out so much that he avenged her. Then Jesus said, Never that you see what this unrighteous judge did. Nevertheless, you, see, you see what this unrighteous judge did. How much more will God avenge the very elect speedily? So, if the unrighteous judge could do this, then how much more our God will avenge us or see to our needs very quickly? But verse 18 Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh to the earth, shall he find faith on earth? When the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on earth? So Jesus established the fact that persistent prayer is faith. So anytime you and I pray persistent prayer, we continuously pray about what we are looking for. I'm looking for a house. I'm praying about it. I'm looking for a beloved. I'm praying about it. I'm looking for this situation. I'm praying continuously, even though it looks like it's not happening. I'm praying about it. When God sees that, God sees that as faith. It doesn't matter whether you got it or not. True wild faith, even if you didn't get it, is still faith. For the elders, Hebrews 11, they, 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 they trusted God and died still trusting and waiting for the promise. But they are not where, the earth is not worthy to have them. But because they were looking for a home whose builder and maker is God. Hallelujah. That's faith. And when you, you and I are like that, it maintains our position. The Bible says Abraham, who, who, who you see, Abraham was old. His wife could not conceive. But even though he was old and the wife could not conceive, the Bible says that Abraham, you see, you, you, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. If you don't have hope, faith is zero. But Abraham did not have hope. There was no hope. What's, what's the hope? When the wife is past the age of children and she couldn't have children. So there was no hope to cling on to. That's what the Bible says. And Abraham hoped against hope. Hey, glory. I said, he hoped against hope. And because of that, God was pleased with him. When you have faith, 
it pleases God and it, 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 it establishes you in your position. And prayer is a way of having faith or a showing faith. Because when you have, as I close, when you are a person of faith, think about it. If there's a crisis and you spend time praying on it, you have faith. Because you are trusting more in God than the arm of flesh. You can't see, you and I, we've not seen God. And yet you are spending an hour when there's a crisis. Instead of planning, you are spending one hour to pray to him. Instead of dealing with your crisis. It means you have faith. It means you believe in him. It means you trust him. It means you know that he can deliver. It means you know that he can help you. It means you know that you are not wasting your time. Abraham hoped against hope. And staggered not. In fact, I I like you. I'm sure we'll share it next time. I'll preach about it next time. He staggered not. Oh, glory to God. Don't stagger at all. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you to maintain your position. And you and I maintain our position by never leaving our place of prayer. Never leave your place of prayer. From today, no matter how busy you are, sister, tete, no matter how busy you are, pray. Pray. Always say that I'm going to pray. Always say no matter what I'll pray. I'll take time off. I'll take time off. As I wrap up, I'll take time off TikTok. Oh, I'm preaching good here. I'll take time off TikTok. I'll take time off Snapchat. Some numbers are being dialed. <laughs> I'll take time off Instagram and Facebook. I'll take time off the TV series. Some people, you is a hot, it's number one on Netflix. <laughs> you, about what, horrible things. You is number one on Netflix. I'll take time off a, 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 a blacklist. Yeah, I'll take time off. Or oh, is it Squid Games? What was the name of that? It's Squid Games. Yeah. yeah, I'll take time off it. You see, even you are saying, yeah, I see Squid Games. <laughs> I'll take time off it so that I can pray. After praying, then I can go to TikTok. Say to yourself, I'll do at least one hour prayer a day. Then I can go to TikTok. I'll, I'll give myself that treat. But just make sure you don't do the wrong thing in TikTok. Share this there. I'm not out of word, just out of time. We'll continue next week, God willing. Shall we stand to our feet? Hallelujah. Maintain your position by having faith in God, staying close to God, and never leaving your place of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's speak to the Lord. Ask him for more grace more of his grace more of his grace more of his grace more of his grace Lord I need you the more I seek you the more I find you the more I seek you the more I find you let's sing that song the more I seek you the more I find you, the more I seek you. Yes, the more I find you, the more I find you. Worship Jesus. The more I love you, one more time, the more I seek you, the more I seek you, Jesus, the more I find you.
Tell him. watching and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you are listening even in this place and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you know in your hearts that you are far away from God you know that if you die today you do not know whether you would go to heaven or hell but you want to say pastor please pray with me I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want to be born again. I want my sins forgiven. If you are like that, raise your hands wherever you are. Raise your hands wherever you are. And let's all repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus please come into my heart please come into my life forgive me for all my sins cleanse me from all unrighteousness from today I belong to Jesus Christ thank you Lord Jesus for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Father God, we bless you and we thank you for those who have given their lives to Jesus Christ. Keep them. Preserve them. In Jesus' name. Amen. We may take our seats. Hallelujah. Let's take out a good offering. Oh, hallelujah. Let's pay our tithe. If you have your tithe, what is your tithe? Your tithe is your first 
and best. Your tithe is 10% of your increase. Hallelujah. The Bible says it's for God. Amen. Some people feel it's an Old Testament uh, uh, verse, but it's not an Old Testament verse, but a New Testament uh, 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 concept. It's actually a concept that is before the law. Hallelujah. The law came by who? Moses. The priests were who? The Levites, Aaron. But Abraham, who was the father of Moses and the Levites, paid tithe to Melchizedek. Also, Jacob also paid tithe before the law. Hallelujah. So tithe supersedes. Now let's look at a New Testament verse quickly. Um, I'll give you, you can get it in Matthew and Luke quickly and then we would um, quickly uh, take our tithe and offering. Now Matthew 23, 23, uh, I'll read it in NLT. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees? Hey, these are two pastors. Hypocrites. For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. But you ignore the more important aspects of the law. Justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. So, Jesus is establishing the fact that there is tithe. But there are more important things, that, there are more important things than tithe. Nevertheless, tithe is, yes, you should tithe. But Jesus is saying that, what's the point of tithing? When you've neglected justice, mercy, and faith. Tithe, you should, but make sure you don't neglect the more important things than tithe, which are justice, mercy, and faith. It means tithe is not the most important, but if you want your blessings to be secure, tithing would make that difference. Lucas or Luke 11.42 is the same thing, but what sorrow awaits you Pharisees? For you are careful to even to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Hallelujah. Then we know, Proverbs, honor the Lord with your substance. Is it Proverbs chapter 3 verse 8 and 9? Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase, so shall your bands burst out with plenty. So let's give our tithe. Let's pay our tithe. If you have your tithe, you can just raise it. Hallelujah. Just raise it on your phone and let's share a word of prayer. Hallelujah. Father God, we pray that you bless our tithe. Your word says that if we tithe, you would empty out the blessings from heaven over our lives. You would pour them out. Oh God, your word also says that you would still, you would rebuke, you would prevent, you would stop the devourer from eating our goods. Your word says that you would bless us indeed when we tithe. We bless you for the blessing of tithing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So let's, uh, I think it's on the, um, yes, unfortunately it's not here. Let me, um, okay. Very important. So you can text to give. Hallelujah. If you are tithing, if you are giving your offering, we can pass the basket around. Right now, in the in the COVID uh, era, we've, 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 Amen. Okay. Now, if you have your offering, whilst we're getting it ready, you can uh, uh, raise your offering. Father God, bless our offering. Use it to further your kingdom. Bless us as we've given to support your work. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let me just mention it.
again one more time. Hallelujah. So are we blessed? So you you can give PayPal Christ Revealed that's C H R I S T R E V E A L E D twenty one at gmail.com for Zell and PayPal. Hallelujah. And then text to give is eight one seven eight two six nine seven seven two. That's eight one seven eight two six nine seven seven two. I'll repeat it again. Text to give eight one seven eight two six nine seven seven two one more time text to give eight one seven eight two six nine seven seven two text to give Zell and PayPal will be Christ Revealed R E V E A L E D twenty one at gmail.com. Father God, bless our tithe and offerings in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. And those on social media, God bless you and thanks for joining. Till next week, God willing. Shalom, shalom, and God bless you. Amen. It's time for announcement. What a blessing.